I didn't write an intro, so we're just going to do it. Fuck it, we'll do it live? A little more conviction next time. (laughs) (laughs) We shall do it live. In the office squatter studios of Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. It's back to school time, and this is episode 101. So this week we're taking you back to school with an old-fashioned classic AMA with most of your Tishi hosts. Imagine yourself going back to school, going to kindergarten, going to first period, skipping first period, not being able to get an abortion in Texas because you missed one period. (laughs) that kind of week we're a little tired we're a little exhausted we're a little angry but we're gonna lighten up and enjoy it with in the no-name studios in Linwood, washington christy the nice lady wise good evening christy hello although it's only three something yeah, it's on a friday there yep <laughs> yes yeah, so, so good afternoon closer to evening in the money pit studios in detroit michigan it's meredith the mvh van harn good evening meredith good evening bobby thank you i liked that and bouncing back to New Brighton, Minnesota, in the Stick of Butter Studios, it's Anne. Don't at me, Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. Now, the problem with this whole Texas abortion thing, the one problem, is that I'm getting into that time of my life, the dreaded perimenopause. What's perimenopause? I think I'm in it. Irregular. Yep. And so it's like I a don't paramedic for your uterus. <laughs> I don't and it know. Can, and it can last like up to 15 years. So Great. enjoy. Awesome. So <laughs> I am currently, as we speak, either my period has just decided to shift itself by two weeks or I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Ah, so yeah. I'm in trouble. Well, this is how a lot of late later in life. Oopsie babies happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I just schedule an abortion for every month. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I had to schedule my adult wellness checkup or whatever with my doctor. And when I saw her last year, she was like, well, you're probably good for one more year without a pap smear. And I was like, okay. And so when I scheduled it, I was like, all right, let's take this into, the, into account. I'll make sure I'm right at the right time where it's going to be great. And then sure. it decided to change that, and I had to reschedule my fucking mm, doctor's yeah. appointment. I hate that. that. Sucks. Men, you don't even have to think mm. about this sort of stuff. No. Yeah, no, we're primed for fingers up the back end. <laughs> Unless <laughs> you had Taco Any time. Yeah. yeah. Right before that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a that's a lack of responsibility, right? Yeah, there. That's, that's a different personal responsibility. Although, actually, the state of Texas would say you getting raped or something would also be a lack of Re- personal you know, responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, that's it's right. what you wear. Yeah. Yep. So none of this was on the run sheet, by the way, listeners. I just I'm <laughs> so angry that it just sort of came out as I was realizing I said the word period. So, yep. uh, yeah, it's that week. And when people listen to this show years and years from now, you'll know they'll was... laugh at the dumbness that we had that for week. a minute. Right. Yeah. Sadly, I think it's going to be longer than a minute. Yeah. Anyway, we've got some small talk for you. Much later than this, followed by mailbag. Your responses about the equally serious topic of which Winnie the Pooh character you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as some other mailbag stuff. Then we're going to do that uh, AMA I mentioned for our back-to-school edition 
of Tishi. Then we'll do your question of the week. Tishi recommends and how you can get involved with this here show. Meredith, would you take us into some small talk, please? Yes, I've got some because I actually did something last weekend. Can you believe it? <laughs> what? Much. I, don't, I know. Huh. So my brother texted me. Actually, no, that's not true. Let me start over. He called me at 8.45 p.m. a couple weeks ago, and I was asleep. <laughs> and so he texted me, and I got it in the morning. And he's like, hey, we're going to do a barbecue uh, next weekend. Do you want to? Do you guys want to come? And I was like, sure. Um, does dad know that I'm invited? Because the last time my brother did this, my dad got angry. So, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I know. Um, it's been it's been a like a thorn in my side for a while, and I should probably talk to him about it. But yeah, he was like, I, I the last time I, my dad I texted him like, hey, uh, is there you know is there anything I can bring? And he was like. Don't you think your brother should have told me he invited you? And I was like, okay, never mind. So rude. I'll what? stay home. I mean, yeah. considering that you're part of the family, couldn't he have just sort yeah. of expected that you would be invited to a family get family together? And that should have been something he asked your brother, not you. Yes. So this was like two summers ago, and I haven't, been, I hadn't been there since because I was like, well, that's crappy and I, yeah. it felt really bad um mm-hmm. so i tech you know i wrote my brother back like let's make sure dad knows about this and he's like yeah it was his idea and now my dad's whole thing is like oh it's a family year of course you have an open invitation and i'm like really since when here's a here's a screenshot of what you said last time yeah asshole. yeah so Ugh. i was kind of grumpy about it but <laughs> i'm trying to let it go let it go let it go and um my dad is renovating um the family cottage and it's it's on a little tiny lake um about an hour north of grand rapids and i've gone there my whole life um my dad bought a small piece of land there a long 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 time ago and his uh, good friends live two three lots down and then he had the opportunity to buy the cottage next door to them in between their two pieces of land um and he did. He bought up a bunch of other land and forest, and he made a wetland. So now it's federally protected, so wow. it can't be developed. And your so dad's really a cool. land baron. He really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and does, does that so make you some sort of heiress? I am an heiress. Yeah, to a tiny little cottage on a nothing lake. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't wait for that. So uh, Gregory had never been there, and I was excited to show him. Um, so we went and it was actually, it was lovely and the cottage is looking great. My dad, um, you know, stereotypical gay man has excellent choice in an interior design of course. and it looks great. It's not fully done yet. So, um, we ended up getting a hotel that night and since it's in the middle of the, no- of nowhere, um, our hotel was also in the middle of nowhere and, uh, uh, more on that in a second. Um, the, the barbecue was really fun. My brother made pulled pork and um, my sister made a delicious poppy seed lemon cake Um, that was fantastic and I got to see Victor and OJ Um, and I hadn't seen them in quite some time and Olivia is like two um, you know head of flaming red curly hair (laughs) boy is she ever (laughs) she is a little firecracker she hasn't seen me in ages and you know most of her life has been pandemic so she doesn't know me very well but I walked into the cottage and she just kind of toddled up to me and said pick me up (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay 
So I pick her up and we go outside and she goes, swing. And my dad has this really, really tall swing attached to this tree. And I was like, are you sure this is a lot of swing for a little lady? And she was like, swing. <laughs> so I, it was like 95 degrees. It was 100% humidity and it had just like, there was a downpour right before we got there. So it was very hot, very humid. And she just wanted to swing for like an hour. And um, eventually I was like, all right, Olivia, um, we're going to take a little bit of a break because I need a rest. And she said, well, I need swing. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So um, she had a, a great time. She like huge swing, you know, little tiny girl. And she wants to spin around like she wants me to push her going backwards. And like, this is dangerous. And I don't want to crack your head open, kid. Right. Um, but she was a delight. And, uh, you know, just totally comfortable with me, even though she hasn't seen me in a long time. So that was a really nice feeling. And Victor is now like basically a teenager so we saw him for about three seconds while we were eating <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he bolted off to hang out with his friends from down the road so. of course yep so he's growing up so that's really really fun um and it was kind you know this place is about i don't know two and a half hours away from detroit so we didn't really want to drive back late at night especially because it's like prime area for hitting deer and stuff so we got a hotel room and it was Incredible. I was ex- I was expecting people to not be wearing masks, but I was expecting to see like maybe a mask. So, you know, I I guess the rural Michigan COVID update is that it's over because that's the only <laughs> conclusion you can come to when you see business as usual everywhere you go. I mean, not one person in this hotel was wearing a mask. Gregory and I were and we got dirty looks. Yeah, my mom went to the state fair, which is currently happening, uh, last week, and she said she was the only person she saw wearing a mask. And attendance is like half of what it should be, so I think the people who are taking it seriously are mostly staying away, but Mm -hmm. half attendance is still like 75,000 people. Yikes. That fire's yeah. not going to deep fry itself. I mean, somebody's got to get back that's to the, building back. I think back. that's the Iowa State Fair. We don't do deep fry oh, butter. Okay. Or Texas. <laughs> so that was kind of disturbing. I mean, I kind of am at the point with this pandemic where I feel like we're going back to last year, last yep. spring. Um, I don't feel like things are safe indoors anymore. And um, I got the feeling when we were there that everybody's just over it and they've decided it's done. So they're just not even going to play anymore. Yep. And the same levels of infection and death are, I mean, having... They're worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's people aren't um, as freaked out about it anymore because we're just used to it now. Oh, yeah. A thousand people died. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of disheartening. And I was really glad. Like, we literally, like, we got up in the morning and we're like, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) Uh, not to get any darker. So I'll say something funnier. When you said that OJ demanded more swing, I just assumed OJ wanted a Cab Calloway album. <laughs> or like some Count Basie. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, she's really so into that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, give me so some Louis was... Prima stat. <laughs> Yeah, she's very yeah. demanding. She knows what she wants. Exactly. Uh, didn't you say, that. you said before that she was turning out to be quite a willful person. 
yes. or a willful child. Not not that I'm saying that that's bad, because lots of kids go through that phase. But she's a very strong personality, very much so. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 great too. And most of the time, she's pretty fearless. The one thing my dad's got a paddle boat. There's like a little dock and a paddle boat and a, a skull rowing, little tiny rowing boat. Um, and she wanted to go on the paddle boat. And my brother was like, you know, last time you really didn't, you really were scared of it. Are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, yes, of course. And so they go out and he doesn't get 20 feet away from the dock before she's screaming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that didn't last. There was one thing she was afraid of and it's a paddle boat. So Mm. we found her weakness. I get it. (laughs) We did sink one at Will's house once. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. So... So as well, long as OJ's not drunk when she goes to, you know, I believe know her. the two of you went in the drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. We were drunk, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, God, yes. Uh, oh. Yes. Yes. Yes, we were. Yes. Um, so that was kind of a mixed bag of a trip. Um, Christy, did you have a better one? <laughs> um, similar with the mask situation. So I had two and a half weeks off. we had like four days that were like company holiday things. And so I just took off a bunch of days and then got four free days. So I've been off since the 17th, I think. Very nice. (laughs) How are you ever going to go back? Are you going to remember how to do work? Like I am, I've been like tracking Slack and saying, I'm so glad I'm not here Mm. because every day they keep changing everything that I'm supposed to do. So I'm like, if I just sit out for two weeks, hopefully someone will have figured something out. (laughs) Maybe we'll see. Um, so, uh, two years, two Christmases ago, we bought Elliot Hamilton tickets for Los Angeles. It got rescheduled three times and I was really nervous. It was going to be scheduled, rescheduled again, but we got to go finally. Um, so we flew, Elliot and I flew to Los Angeles and met my dads and, um, cause they had never seen it either. And Jeremy took off driving to, to meet us <laughs> and we, uh, he's pathological. <laughs> I don't he it. loves it. He loves it. <laughs> um, so we went to Hamilton the second day we stayed in Koreatown, which is really, I've never been through there but it's really interesting because it really feels like you're in a different country because all of the signs are in Korean Mm -hmm. and that just was kind of fun and um you know Q's there so he um, took us out to Korean food and it was fun so then we drove to Palm Springs to stay with them for a few days and um all of the neighbors just love Elliot and they were like fighting over like hanging out with her. And so one lady that we love um, took Elliot in and like had a an art like day where they like painted rocks and like did a bunch of stuff. And then my dad just got a um, golf cart. And so he gave Elliot driving lessons. Oh, and no. I just... He's entered the golf cart wow. phase. <laughs> yeah. He never oh, drove his Rick. car. He never drove his car. So he's like. I mean, all I really need to do is drive around here. Um, and they were one of the only families that didn't have one. <laughs> so <laughs> got to fit in with the neighbors. Yeah. Absolutely. I said, if, if uh, Elliot's driving lessons are anything like mine, they will not be talking and she will never want to drive a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he's a lot gentler. <laughs> the first day we were driving behind Elliot, 
and she was going four, <laughs> four <laughs> miles an hour. By the last day, it was like 15. So uh, I think she's excited about that. Um, then we drove to Las Vegas because I could, the flights from Palm Springs to Seattle are very rare during the summer because no one wants to go there because it's, uh, it was my first time going to the desert in the summer and this is my one and done. I never have to go back. Yeah. It would cool down to a hundred at night in my dad's house. He keeps it at a balmy 80 I can't sleep in 80 yep. degrees. That's what my mom keeps her house at. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, 70 is okay. So um, the flights home from Vegas, there's a lot. And also I could fly into the little airport that's by me. So we drove to Vegas and Jeremy had bought months ago tickets to see BattleBots, the filming of BattleBots mm. um, in Las Vegas. And then also there's this art installation called um, Omega Mart. It's part of Meow Wolf, if anyone knows about that. I feel like 40 people on my Instagram feed have been there in the last week. (laughs) It's really cool um, and trippy, and I recommend going. However, it is very much a place where you touch everything. Like, Mm. because there's like a mystery happening. And so everything is art and you can take it and touch it and like find clues and so there was um hand sanitizer everywhere and i felt like i was the only one using it like the the three of us were everyone had to have masks so that was good um and then but it was like walking through okay i hate vegas and this cemented that it's the worst place in the world people are just walking around with masks under their neck because if you're eating or drinking you don't have to wear it, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody is always drinking. Well, yeah, because so, you can have open containers in Vegas. Yeah. So we basically stayed in the room except to go to Meow Wolf and then came directly home. Um, and as I was leaving to the go to the airport, there was... Oh, because the view from our hotel room was um, Trump Tower, Ew. which was great. I asked, I asked Bobby... Um, if I should complain to the manager, like yes, what view? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's definitely an upgrade. You can definitely get a view of the dumpsters yeah. or the drug dealers or the hookers. <laughs> Anything that would be like, so much better. Yep. We did get upgraded to a suite because we checked in so late. Um, oh, nice. Which was nice. Yeah. The I mean, it's it was just a little bit bigger than a normal room, but it had two bathrooms, which is amazing when you have three people. Yeah. Uh, oh, three people. Yeah, even two people. Two. So <laughs> Sam and I. The whole kerfuffle that we had about the suite in Seattle near the airport was primarily because we just wanted a room with two bathrooms. Like, we're looking for places to go for our anniversary for a few days, like Airbnbs. We want a cabin in the woods with not a lot of amenities, but we want two bathrooms. I just want to be able to take a long shower, and Sam wants to be able to use the bathroom while I take a long shower, and we are not one of those couples that's cool with that. So Mm -hmm. two bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So as I was leaving, I was in the taxi and I just noticed I I heard some kerfuffle outside and there was a protest. They were marching. I don't know where they were, but they were starting at Trump Tower and like going up and down the strip. No mask. And they uh, were they were protesting as an anti-mask um, situation. Oh, great. And the I think you can do whatever you want. OK, everyone can. But. I really hate that they have taken sayings like, um, I can't breathe or, um, my body, my, body, my, my choice. choice. Fuck yep. off. 
and put those signs to it. Like yeah. they can just fuck right off. And they're all wearing like American flags and Trump. I'm like, do you know he lost? Like I, I don't really get. I mean, so I guess do you they know don't. he's vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or like, I don't need a diaper on my face. Like all these mm. like stupid signs. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> So that was my adventure. Wow. I'm People are home. the absolute worst. They are the worst. Stay home forever. That's my mm-hmm. plan. Their protest should just be spitting in one another's mouths. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I mean, half of those people are going to be dead, right? Yes. Well, yeah. I'm not going to say we can only hope because that wouldn't be a nice thing to say. So I'm not going to say I'm anything I'm kind of over that all. right now yeah. at this point. Like, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what my dad said. If you aren't vaccinated now, you should die. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Self, it's a self-cleaning <laughs> oven at this point. But it, the only problem with that is that it's it taking other people, other people down with yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Sorry, immunocompromised people. But yeah. we're trying to. Sorry, babies. Yeah. Babies I are... guess you're just not worth as much. I think well, I said before out. that once my you're work. Out, you're not worth as much. Yeah, exactly. In utero, I think I you're. Said that my work is firing people if you don't get vaccinated by October 18th, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Did I tell you that? Yeah. That's great. Yep. Yeah, a lot of places yep. are doing that. That's but great. then forcing us back in the office, which seems counterproductive mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. like, it's flu- the start of flu season. Kids are back in school and this whole thing is raging on. Why? That's why we all need to act like it's last spring. It's exactly. basically going to get worse as the weather gets colder. So I might be looking for a new job is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm fine getting vaccinated. And at first it was, we're not going to ask you if you're vaccinated and you also don't have to wear a mask. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going into the office like that situation. And then they finally made it where you have to have proof and also um, you have to wear a mask. We had to sign an attestation. As to our vaccination status, mm-hmm. so but you don't have to prove it. It's on, yeah, it's on your honor. We have to prove ours. It's I mean, part of our wellness thing now. There's tw- I don't know. There's twenty thousand employees. I don't know. It's all weird. It's a you know state university, so not a private company. It's a little different. There are nine of us in the office on the busiest possible day, <laughs> and we are all still wearing our masks when we're yep. not at our desks. Good. Except for when I, I forget just, to run to the copier. But I believe we were all now vaccinated too, but we're just doing it because it's good practice. I'm I am all for it. However, I don't know about I can barely hear. Like my hearing is really bad. Now I'm gonna be in meetings with people in mass. Like it's already gonna be really hard to understand what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. We'll see how long it lasts. It's all dumb. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Humans are ridiculous. <laughs> on that note yeah <laughs> let's go to the mailbag try to pull the negative and see what our over. ridiculous people have to say <laughs> yeah we love our ridiculous people yeah. the only ridiculous people who matter mm-hmm. uh let's go to a throw your phone well it has to do with the question of the week anyway uh the question of the week if you recall was what winnie the pooh character are you it's really a, a question for our time I think we can all agree. Yeah. Extremely (laughs) important. Uh, Justina says, well, I can report that Rue is an answer option. I do not understand which of my answers skewed me this direction because let's be honest, I'm either an owl or maybe a Christopher Robin. Mm. Rue description is, oh, this is good, Justina. Thank you. 
Like Rue, you're enthusiastic and outgoing. You thrive on adventure and set very ambitious goals for yourself. You're a ball of energy. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Rue is more or less a toddler. Right. I'm not sure how we can. We come don't up know with... Rue as an adult. Right? No. <laughs> Who? I, I mean, can see Rue demanding more swing. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> Toddlers sure. are full of energy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then breaking news. Yep, I'm an owl. The answer that threw me into the Rue category was, how do you spend Friday night? One, and I initially answered, hanging out with family. I said that because my husband and I do hang out of it on Friday after he finishes his work week, but changed that to reading, and I become an owl. Weird. Also, by reading, I mean listening to my science, history, and psychology podcasts. Counts. Counts. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Justina also sent along some highlights of her hot Billboard 100 from the week of August 31st, 1968. Number one, people got to be free by the rascals. You know, <laughs> that's, a good one. that's what all those MAGA people are saying. Yeah. Yep. People got to be free. Yeah. Those rascals. <laughs> people everywhere. Yep. They just got to be free. Got to be yep. free. Number two, Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. That's a good one. Number three, Light My Fire from Jose Feliciano. I honestly... Didn't really know that he had any other songs than Feliz Navidad. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only one you ever hear. I have seen him in concert with orchestra in the middle of the summer, and he does Feliz Navidad, and it's it's trippy. How could he not? How could you not do? Well, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Feliz Navidad. Yep. Uh, Number twenty, Aretha Franklin with the house that Jack built, and number twenty-one, Mama Cass's "Dream a Little Dream of Me." And then she says, and I feel I must point out number 23, Donovan with Hurdy Gurdy Man. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to ban Donovan talk from this podcast, but for people who want their Donovan fix, you know where to go. (laughs) And if it becomes uh, a problem, we will reconsider this rule. Yep. Uh, Finally, Justina says, my list includes The Doors, Cream, Deep Purple, The Beach Boys, The Who, The Moody Blues, and Iron Butterflies in Agata DeVita. But guys... My list also includes Bobby Vinton and Frank Sinatra. What a time to be alive. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Such a good list. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Justina. I like that. Well, Even let's... I didn't mention Bobby Vinton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the video that she sent, by the way, uh, is spectacular. Because not only is it Bobby Vinton, but there's a lot of audience cuts from this live recording. Ooh. Oh, I hadn't and looked it's... at it. I'll have to check it out. Oh, oh Yes. <laughs> the stills are. We should put it in the links. Yes. Let us hop over to the Facebook group for more question of the week responses. Daniel says, I'm poo. That H is very important in that word. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you say it out loud. <laughs> uh, Laura says, how is it possible that I'm Christopher Robin? Eeyore is my favorite character. It's not about who you want to be, Laura. It's who you are. Right. This highly scientific quiz will it's tell you. Extremely scientific. Christine There's says no denying science. <laughs> Christine says, mm, I got poo too. Uh Carolyn says, I got owl. I think this is fairly accurate for me. Like Anne, I prefer the Milne stories over the Disney versions. Yes, thank you, Car- Carolyn. And Lane says, I got owl. Another INTJ owl checking in. Must be a lady <laughs> scientist thing. I think so, Lane. Yeah. I mean, we are heavy on INTJ lady scientists in general, but can you imagine a whole passel of us owls walking around together? It would be insufferable. A passel of <laughs> owls, huh? 
continuing on this theme, Anne says, I mean owl, but that quiz is just not designed to pick up anxiety. I sh- it should. Mm. I mean, Piglet's main characteristic is anxiety, so you would think they would have a way to build that in somehow. That's probably if you pick the sandwich option or something, you get in the anxiety. Uh, however, she says, this is in my birth week hot 100. So good. And she sent us a link to I Wish It Would Rain by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Classic. Nice. Classic. Heather says, Piglet! It's not true. I do have trouble making friends. <laughs> Heather, I'm sure you don't. Sean says, I've been called an ER most of my life. This is not a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) What does the upside down smiley face mean? It means like, oh, no, I'm such a little scamp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we want to describe Sean. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Julie is a Kanga. Once again, a quiz suggests that I'm not the life of the party, but will at least show up with goodies and help in the kitchen. (laughs) I love it. And she says, side note, when my daughter was about two, she decided that she was Pooh and I was Christopher Robin. When her dad asked who he was, he thought hard for a moment and then proudly declared, Eeyore! (laughs) That reminds me of the time that, uh, I I don't know why I was paying attention in church as a small child, but I told my dad that he sang like Kermit the Frog. (laughs) (laughs) And I had not meant this as an insult. I don't think Kermit's a bad singer, but apparently he took it as an insult. And he said, well, you sound like Miss Piggy. Ooh. Thanks, Burn. Dad. I don't know. I mean, I was like five. Uh, Jessica says, Kanga, I'm a helper, dot, dot, dot. Bet says, poo, through and through, I knew it. She did knew it. She said, I bet I'm a poo. And then she was a poo. You know, this does get weird. Um... <laughs> The ghost of Mike is also an owl. Barb is Christopher Robin. I can see that, especially the yeah. combo of the two of them together. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Leslie is Christopher Robin, although I have a friend who is seriously into the books The Tau of Pooh and The Tay of Piglet, who insists I am a Tigger, and that's probably also a good possibility. Mm. I remember The Tau of Pooh, but I don't remember The Tay of Piglet. Highly anticipated sequel. I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I have a problem with this next answer from Missy, who says, Kanga, I don't even know who that is because I'm on record as hating Winnie the Pooh and its related universe. <gasps> what? How? Es- excuse me? Yeah. That's, uh... I don't understand. Well, I don't know. Pooh, friendship's challenged. Clearly, Missy is a heffalump and or a woozle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Catherine is Winnie the Pooh. Kristen's is Eeyore. WTH? Question mark, question mark, excited mark, excited mark. Hey, it's not an insult. You're no, great. not at all. Amanda says, I'm Kanga, the mom friend. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, Megan says, this quiz thinks I'm a Tigger. I, sir, am no Tigger. And Laura replied in thread, so you're not bouncy trouncy? And Megan then said, nor flouncy bouncy fun fun fun. <laughs> But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is you're the only one. Uh, John says, somehow I ended up as Christopher Robin. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. And Gregory says, I got Christopher Robin. It's because I'm human, isn't it? (laughs) They knew. (laughs) Oh, boy. So who didn't we get? You know what? We got no rabbits. 
I wonder if oh. Rabbit's on there. How could how could Rabbit not be a character? Yeah, that's a good question. What kind know. of what answers would we think we'd have to give to get to Rabbit? I don't know because remember, I was absolutely certain that I am a Rabbit because of the ner- neuroticism and well, bossiness. <laughs> so quick Friday night catching up on work. Yes. Or family reading, friends sleeping, movie probably catching up on work, work. right? Yep. Work. Okay, at a party, dance floor with friends all over the place near the food in a corner at home. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, let's try. Let's try at home. Okay. All right, then we can go back. Disney song, Reflection, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. I'll oh, make a man out tough. of you. Yeah, friend like me, you're welcome. Yes. Moana, that you're one. welcome. And then Spoonful of Sugar, I think it'd be you're welcome. Pizza, burger, burrito, sandwich, sushi, pasta. None of them are carrots. When sushi is, <laughs> has vegetables in it. Yeah. A sandwich is pretty. Yeah. I mean, Modern could... Family, New Girl, Gray's, Good Place, Riverdale, Top Chef. Top Chef? Top Chef, yeah. yeah. Quick, uh, first thing you do when you get home, call your friends, eat a snack, homework or work. I'll just go with homework or work. Mm-hmm. What do you value most? Intellect, positivity, loyalty, passion, compassion, happiness. Probably intellect. I was going to say loyalty, but. Oh, uh, yeah, that's I feel like intellect will t- tip you into owl territory. Owl, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is wrong. That's Decisions. a Decisions. Right. Ask for advice. Go with gut. Do what everyone else is doing. Rely on facts and logic. Best judgment. Or I just wing it. Judgment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Robin. Yeah. Huh. You know, and I'm also surprised we only got one piglet. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if there's a button here for seeing the other answers. Did we get that far? I wish that it would do um, like these quizzes would do like the neutral good like it's like a spot Mm. on like a graph. Yeah, put you on a graph. Yeah, because I got Kinga, but I think I'm a mix between that and Piglet because of my anxiety. So you think Mm. you're a Piglet rising? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Uh, Damn it. I'm trying to like find a hack to figure out all the answers on a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, here we go. Buzz Don't spend too much time cheat. On it. Click on the buzz mm-hmm. quiz. No, yeah, no, okay. we'll, we'll move on here. Okay, yeah, exactly. but, but we need else? to get oh, to oh. the bottom of this. Well, no, I. How about I'll I'll see if we can investigate this for for the future. Wait a minute. Why am I doing this when we have dozens of listeners, many of whom are more talented than any of us listeners? Do any of you know how to hack a BuzzFeed quiz? The link is out there. It's on the Facebook page. Can someone <laughs> please figure out? Maybe this is why. There's a piglet, or excuse me, there's a kanga and a roo. Maybe there's no rabbit. That's that dumb. That would be criminal if there was no rabbit. Yeah, Great. rabbit should be there. Roo should not. Rabbit's oh, yeah. the only one who ever gets anything done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is also why I'm a rabbit. Just a world full of rabbits, or a world, a world that needs rabbits. <laughs> rabbit's not the character you want or character you deserve, but it's whatever. Character rabbit is you Batman. need, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. We are pro-rabbit on this podcast. Damn straight. And with that, uh, let's get into more things that we are, shall we? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Transition. I will open my surprisingly A&W Zero Sugar Root Beer. What? Wow. I know. I got a wild hair, speaking of rabbit, like six weeks ago, (laughs) and I bought a a 12-pack of A&W Zero Sugar Root Beer. I would rather have Barks because Barks has bite. 
which yes, is what it has so in common funny. with Diet Coke, but they didn't have any. I don't know. I haven't seen any Barks in a long time. So I got the A&W, and it's, you know, I got to drink it now. It's the last it's, one. It's third-party soda. You you know. Uh, Doesn't Barks also have uh, caffeine? I don't know. I, can I think it's one remember. of the only ones. Does Barks have caffeine? Yep, it is. They have it. So it's the only root beer that, that has caffeine. If I had some vanilla ice cream, that'd be great because I would make myself a root beer float in a second. Mm -hmm. Yes, that sounds good. But I don't see any vanilla ice cream appearing in my fridge magically, so I just had to drink it. That's a solid no-bake dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a, like a semi-homemade situation. Let's see here. All right, back to the, the heart of the matter. We're here for AMA talk, not root beer float talk, Anne. And, I mean, we uh, could always change it on the fly. <laughs> we could. Uh, we were at an old. So I was. We were camping last week. Ended up in New Hampshire. And there's like an old country store type place not far from the campground, and they've got like an old wooden fridge cooler with all the different flavors of old timey soda in it. And I thought about getting myself a sarsaparilla, mm -hmm. and then I didn't because um, honestly, it's a lot of sugar. Like as someone who's regularly drinking diet coke and seltzer i just decided i wasn't gonna blast my body with that much sugar so i made a responsible choice but... i mean i'll blast my body with sugar but probably not with my beverages right yeah i'm gonna it's gonna be worth it i'm gonna blast my body with ice cream or mm -hmm. or um carbohydrates it is shockingly sweet when you accidentally get like a regular coke instead of a diet it's like whoa yeah we have I'm a couple left... straight up syrup yeah. we have a couple left over from a party and i'll pour like six ounces of it into a glass and be like, oh, right, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Or like uh, Mexican Coke from the burrito place down the street. Uh, that real cane sugar high. Oof. Anyway, AMA. <laughs> uh, we've asked all of you to send us your questions uh, since we've been doing this for a long time. Maybe there are things you've missed. Maybe there were old things about us that we just haven't talked about in a long time jokes so far inside that we forget that people might not know what they are or just things you might be curious about and we got a few answers uh in the form of questions back from you uh and justina who sent us an email earlier will also start with hers because it's a real quickie easy one question for tishi 101 buffalo wings blue cheese or ranch bobby you state confidently that that it's a quickie easy one i'm not so sure oh well i mean it's, I mean, if you're wrong, then you're wrong. I don't think <laughs> there's yeah, there's only one right this. answer. <laughs> never ranch. The answer is always never ranch. Oh. It's a disgusting, I disgusting dressing. Ugh. I fully disagree. I think blue cheese is revolting. Um, and I think maybe buffalo wings is like the only application because you can avoid the like chunks of mold in it. Um, <laughs> but... It has to be this very specific kind of ranch, and I finally found some, and then the power went out for four days, and I had to throw oh, it away. Oh, no. It was oh. a casualty of the power outage. <laughs> and this is Ken's Ranch, and not the steakhouse kind. It's harder uh -huh. to find. There's steakhouse ranch everywhere, but you have to get Ken's regular ranch, and it's great. I'll fight you on it, Christy. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that the passion fruit curd made it, but the ranch dressing didn't. Well, only because I hadn't opened up the, the passion fruit curd yet. Wow. So we're going to be grossed out by a cheese, but we're not going to be grossed out about jamming a bunch of spices into some mayonnaise. 
Yeah. That's what spices are for, Bobby. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Marie's super blue cheese, by the way, is the answer for the best so blue cheese. So good. Yeah. Ken's does make good dressing, just not yeah. ranch. <laughs> I like I like ranch dressing. I mean, I don't eat like a salad with ranch dressing on it because, again, I'm not usually looking for spiced mayonnaise for my greens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a time and a place. You know, if you bring me a nice crudite, then uh, sure, some ranch dressing is great. Um, but, yeah, for wings, blue cheese. You know, maybe my feelings on this are because I don't really like wings, like real wings. Um, like if we go to a wing place, I will get boneless, which I know aren't really wings. They're just chicken nuggets. Um, and then I use the ranch to dip the carrots and the celery in. Sure. Well, Hey, you know, I used to be a lot firmer on this than I am now. If you want to eat ranch, I will take the blue cheese and I will eat it. And I will take your blue cheese. cheese. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's it. And by the way, I know, um, there's a spoiler alert here because there's a question about listening to TBTL later in this AMA, uh, because I still do, I know that Luke just went to the Hidden Valley to do a CBS Sunday Morning story about the Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> How did he find it? Of course he did. Uh, it, was, it was actually Christy. not easy. I, it was, <laughs> they weren't actually allowed in. He sort of snuck in. So, really? Of course he did. Yeah, it was kind of a thing. So, uh, Anne, do you have a yeah. feeling here? Uh, I like my food wet. So I would take either blue cheese or ranch whatever's available wow okay and uh, ketchup food. Can, can i dip my wings in ketchup i'd take that i don't think there's a law against it like a, a like a mustard of some sort i just like a honey honey mustard honey like mustard. A, you just like sauces is what I just, you're saying i yes yep. i just want okay. my food wet and okay. saucy <laughs> and on a wild hair uh and Louise has a question that we'll play in a moment here specifically for Meredith, unless any other would, you know, I, I think actually more than Meredith will have an answer here, but uh, take a listen to this from Anne Louise. Hi, Tishi. This is Anne Louise. I have an AMA question. This is mostly for Meredith. What is your favorite edible? I gather that weed product quality has improved since I was in college. Okay. This is a tough one, and there are many, many different ways I could answer it. And I'm not entirely sure what, like, I don't know. What do you mean by favorite? Like, do you mean delivery method? Do you mean, like, brand? Do you mean, you know, because, okay, here's my my theories and my philosophies on this. I don't really like, like, brownies and cookies and stuff, like, it's because weed doesn't taste good. And if I'm going to have a brownie, I want a brownie that's good. (laughs) Not, I don't want one that has like, Oh, skunk in it. You know, Mm. it just kind of ruins things for me. So my, I, I like a tincture. That's nice. Um, you can put a little bit under your tongue and, um, a little goes a long way and it's easier to like not go overboard because that's also really unpleasant. Um, but primarily, um, I think gummies are really great. Um, you can cut them in half if you need to. And I do because I'm a lightweight. So I usually will cut one in half and it's just, you know, nice enough to kind of, um, kill the pain a little bit in my neck and my jaw and then help me sleep. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't love the way, that weed feels it's kind of a stupid feeling and I don't I can't be social like I can't do it in with around other people because I get too overwhelmed so it's really just like a right before bed kind of thing for me so I think I think that's my answer I also um have some infused honey that's really nice to stir into tea 
um, like my, you know, sleepy time tea. That's a really nice thing. And then I also have a drink additive that you can put into whatever and it doesn't taste like anything. And so that's, that's kind of my new favorite. So that's, that's my not very concise answer. <laughs> I have an answer. Please. Um, I like Mr. Moxie's. Have you had those, Meredith? No, they so. come in like a Altoids like box and they're small and they have all different kinds like relax or there mm. and there's one that's like half CBD, which is what I usually like anyways. Yeah, the 50-50s are good, like the one to one ratio. And I'm like such a lightweight, it's easy to like break off and I don't um crave the taste. So the problem with gummies is I want to eat all of them <laughs> because yeah. I love gummy. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. Yeah. So even with that, I'm like, I, I take a tiny look because I only need like a fifth of it. And that's not enough gummy. Like, I need yeah, that's work. not satisfying. No. I think, you know what? I, I was thinking this today because we will take melatonin gummies at night. And then in the morning we take our gummy multivitamins. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, no, it's just it's great because like grown-ups can have candy and they're good for you <laughs> i just thought you could you would say you mixed it up because do you know nah. the story about when i took i took a melatonin and it's one of those dissolve in your mouth mm-hmm. and right before i went to bed and it got stuck into my mouth uh my uh te- what is it called like in your molars no um the mouth guard it got stuck in my oh. mouth guard and i didn't notice until i woke up took it out and then i swallowed the melatonin and oh, i was like no. shit all day like it's awful i had only taken i'd never taken melatonin before until my last flight back from seattle to boston and i took it because it came in the little kit i flew JetBlue back and they gave me a little overnight bag for the overnight flight and it had a bunch of free stuff in it and one That's of the free cool. things That's in nice. it was a few trial samples of melatonin and i thought yeah sure why not just take a pill that a strange company just gave me while i'm yeah. on there for and two. that you've never taken so you don't know what the dosage should be for <laughs> yeah, yourself exactly yeah, so cool, i just cool, took cool. one and just went with it i i slept pretty well for the few hours on that flight mm-hmm. so i was, assume that's why was this jet blue first class uh yeah it was the jet blue mm-hmm. so cabin. It, it gave you a little uh, uh sleep mask a satin yes. sleep mask and it wasn't satin some I don't fuzzy what slippers. It was. slippers no no slippers gave you no, a massage no. well sleeping. no you have to tip extra for that i a nice no, snifter of uh, brandy things mm-hmm. have really um scaled back on the you know fanciness There's touching a nice, little, nice little meal and then you know just out sleep for a few hours but that's nice yeah it doesn't know. really do anything for me i don't think um, I still, I take a sleeping pill and I still can't sleep with the melatonin and the sleeping pill. So, uh, sucks. Uh, Anne, your favorite edible? My favorite Silence. edible. <laughs> I mean, so much everything's an edible. If you try hard. From True. Here, you know. Can you eat enough Skittles to get high? I, I bet they so. Good try. I, I keep- mean. I probably I think Marshawn Lynch before. did for several years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was going to pretend to be outraged that Ann Lewis did not specifically include me in her asking her question, but it's useless. It's useless. Yeah. My mom has done way more pot than done pot. <laughs> that I have. tells me right there. You've She's never... done pot all the different yeah. ways. Consumed <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I've only 
handful of times tried edibles and and they're you know recreationally legal now in massachusetts and i i often think i should just swing past and try again gummies are just convenient you know sort of relatively fast and painless from a taste thing that was my problem is the first time i tried an edible i was in colorado and got a couple of cookies that were sort of individually packed and looked like they're about the size and shape of a condom and when i took one out and went to eat it it was so dry that it just sort of crumbled in my mouth and made me cough like it was like eating a an antacid or something and it was just a really bad cookie they're never good they're just no the brownies or cookies are not good unless you make it yourself yeah you need to go to that cooking weed cooking class that meredith went to yeah oh my god Never again. Never again. <laughs> so yeah, now just like uh, the gummies or the mints or something where it's just really... Mints are uh, nice, yeah. Yeah, it's and easy. And they are like, they make pills now where like there's zero taste and zero smell, which is really nice because sometimes it's right. like, oh, what, is there a skunk in here? Oh no, it's just my... Well, and <laughs> such goes back to the back alley behind our apartment where I wonder with all of these options why the assholes on the first floor two decks down from us are still smoking the shittiest smelling weed. That's <laughs> still going on, huh? Oh yeah. That's oh, like yeah. the worst way to consume it anyways. Yeah, Why right? would they be doing it? Right. Anyway. So thank you and Louise for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener Heather writes, I dipped out for a while. I don't forgive you. I That's editorializing. <laughs> and she writes, I'm back now, but wondering what really happened to Mike and will he be back? Uh, and she's got a couple of other questions here too. So I'll list them all. Also, which of you still listen to TBTL? And do any of you stay in touch with Jen? Thanks. Love being back listening again. Heather in Seattle and then parenthetically Bainbridge Island. Um, Wait, Mike's dead. R.I.P. No, we keep not (laughs) clarifying. Mike's just dead to us. We get people really nervous, I think, when we say he's just dead. Uh, Well, I know it's mean of us because he has had some health challenges, so... I mean, yes, more than a few. This but came about because because when he decided to leave the show, Bobby started to kind of explain it as if he was eulogizing him. Yes. <laughs> and it really did sound like he was about to tell us that he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-intentional. I think I'm the most qualified to answer this. Am I the most qualified to answer this? Yeah, I think okay. so. That's fine. Uh, Mike is... Um, uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very honest here since it's an AMA. Uh, Mike was going through some medical and emotional stuff toward the end of his tenure on the show that made him harder to work with, which I think he would appreciate now that he's in a better headspace than he was then. Uh, He was also dealing with a lot of grief from the loss of his brother. Um, And um, when he and I took our road trip last summer from uh, from Austin to Seattle so that he could go to his brother's funeral or life celebration or whatever we had a lot of time in the car we drove for about four days and i i guess it accidentally i helped him jumpstart the idea of telling the story of his life you may know that he has tried to write a book about his time it never really got anywhere he of course did those great episodes of tbtl many 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 years ago where he told the story and answered a lot of questions we rehashed those episodes and did a redux of them with more questions a few years ago on lrb And he decided to take another swing at telling his story. But this time, because of the era of prestige on demand television and Netflix and Hulu and all these places now where, you know, the bar has been lowered for entry into creating television 
and creating good television. So he has put a lot of his time and energy into genuinely working on telling the story of his life. Uh, and if you follow him on Facebook or, you know, or friends with him on Facebook, you've probably seen him put out calls with some help. Some people are helping him with this project to have people volunteer to help him read scripts and be a part of this process. I've sat in on a little bit of that, but generally I'm too busy and I feel I wish I had more time for it because it is actually quite fascinating. But he's basically writing the HBO uh, series version of the story of his time in prison and on the lamb and robbing banks and all of that stuff. And uh, he's dedicating a lot of his time and energy to that. So he is doing that. Uh, and I think that I won't speak for everyone, but I am glad that he is in a better headspace now than he was those last couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And that he's channeling his energy towards something that's fulfilling for him. And I hope it works. And when it does, I hope I have points on the back end for helping him <laughs> get it started. Because <laughs> I think we can agree, if it's done right, his story probably has the potential to be some smash hit you know, here's the real life version of Orange is the New Black or whatever. Yep. It is super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So because that's where Mike he's, is. He's not the kind of person. I don't know. I, I shouldn't generalize about uh, people who have committed crimes because there's lots of different reasons. But, you know, he's so smart. You know, I think he's smarter than your average bear who ends up in federal prison. Yeah. So. With no sure. legs. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. there's something going on there. And Bobby, you, you uh, glossed over it very nicely, but he did talk about it on the show. So I think it's worth mentioning, you know, Mike's brother died at the beginning of COVID. And uh, what you didn't know was that, you know, Mike had been trying for months and months f from far away to tr help his brother against his brother's will, more yeah. or less, you know, yeah. trying to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And then his brother died and he couldn't, go there and be there and it was really hard and yeah i think he'd be the first to tell anybody that and so yeah he was in a a very sad place for a long time but hopefully he's doing a lot better i mean he did get for when you went on the road trip right that was to go up there and yeah. uh they yeah. had a like a service gathering memorial for his kind of brother yeah, yeah memorial in a in a gathering you know a family party thing yeah. Uh, to remember the good times. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he was such a sad sack that at one point on that trip, I had to make him start drinking in the passenger seat, which, <laughs> oh. you know, probably not the healthiest way to treat it. We just wanted beer. It was fine. And we were in Utah. Nobody cared. Um, he does get into his feelings a little bit. Yeah. And and as to the question of whether or not he'll be back, I mean, I assume that eventually he'll be on a press junket for the show. So hopefully right. we'll be able to book him at that point. He'll need um, it. Promo slot, yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly. gonna be so mad at him if he doesn't come back and do promotion for that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I feel like we've earned the bump, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I am still listening to TVTL daily. Sometimes I fall behind a couple of days and catch up. Um, the drive back and forth to Albany kind of helps fill some of that time. And uh, it's not my first daily podcast of the day. That's Levitard Show, but it's my second daily podcast of the day. Uh, Ladies, are any of you still listening with any regularity? No, nope. I, I haven't listened since the 3,000th episode, which was the last one we did for LRB. Yeah. I was too. just ready. I was ready to be done. Yeah. Talk about not I, being a, in a good place with something. I was just so frustrated with them all the time. So it was better to uh, just uh, walk yeah. away. Today is 3503. So that's wow. how long ago that was. I tried to listen the other day um, because... 
Phyllis told me there's a story about um, that she almost died or could have potentially died. Um, And I'm laughing because it didn't happen and she didn't know what was happening until after. So um, it wasn't scary. But I had to bail halfway through the story because Luke just interrupted Andrew the entire time. Mm. Like, oh, I also went to the bank on Thursday. This is about me. Just just shut up and let him tell the story. Like, it's a very exciting story, but you making it from five minutes into 15 is, and then I'm like, oh, this is, this is why I stopped. And then I just turned it off. (laughs) So it hasn't changed a ton is what you're saying. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I think we struggled with is, and it's a nice segue into do any of us still keep in touch with Jen is that it is simply not the show it was 10 years ago. And it has more traction now, I think, than it's ever had. Um, they're listening the donors of the day again, and there are more being listed every day than there have ever been. Good for I them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're I still listing me, even though I stopped donating years before oh, yeah. they. Well, I, it took them years to actually acknowledge you, so I figure it's just on a delay. They're right. catching up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't know, like if it, it seems to be working for them, and I think that's just you know it's an evolution thing, right? It's just not what it yeah, was. Show and, that long is is going to bound to change, and that's right. Fine. I don't think any of us are are saying, oh, it should be the exact same way that it used to be, because we all mm-hmm. know that that's not a possibility. Well, but I, right. think, I think those people exist in the Stens page. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it just it's uh fills a different role in yeah. people's lives or well and something. our needs have also changed yeah i mean that's just that i they're they're friendly voices to me like i i consider myself you know personally friendly with luke and andrew now to different degrees you know andrew and i had drinks last time i was in seattle um and genevieve popped by too actually and that was really great um and so to me it's just like uh listening to my friends in my ears mm-hmm. and you know shooting them a an email or something once in a while if I have a thought on what they're talking about. But um, I am i don't have a lot of time for real friendships. If it weren't for this show, we would not talk as much and, and I would miss you very much, but I would probably not make the time to hang out with all of you. So, um, you know, Jeez, for me, thanks, Bobby. Oh, well, it's just, I have friends in town here who I never see and I he feel awful about it. better friends than us, so... Mm-hmm. You should go and hang out with your real friends. Yeah. Pretty much. So my point is, having the podcast is nice because it's sort of like getting to have friendship on demand when I have half an hour. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that's it. Um, I think part of mine is Luke's chaotic life that just kept getting more and more chaotic. Mm. Like... I stopped probably right around the start of the pandemic because life, my life was chaotic, right? Like we had no idea what was happening and I just had anxiety all the time. I don't need to listen to yet another sure. person having that. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going through another divorce and he has another new girlfriend. Of course. So, yes. of course. you know, he's playing the hits. And, you know, and things, he's drinking again. He's things, drinking again. That's, well, that's not even yeah. news anymore because it's been yeah, a while. Yeah. Things that are cute when you're in your early 30s are less cute when you're in your mid-40s, frankly. Also, just, I need less white men talking at me. (laughs) Like, I get that at work all day. (laughs) I don't need to, like, be in on their conversations. I have less and less time for podcasts. um, Yes. And partly because I'm not commuting anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I I lived in Texas, I was driving a lot because I was running errands constantly. Um even though I was working from home. But now I just don't really have the, you know, I just don't have the listening time. 
So yeah. that's another reason. I don't think I would fill it with TBTL if I did. Um, I have a huge backlog of, you know, tons of other stuff to listen to um, yep. that I'm not. So it's not just TBTL that's getting Do any of you have a daily Same. product that you're listening to? Like, you know, like I mentioned, I'm I'm actually listening to the Levitard show usually, which is three or four days a week, and it's more content than TBTL. I listen but to so- the daily. Um, my closest thing to that is Who Weekly because they put out three, if you count the Patreon. Sure. I usually listen to What a Day from Crooked Media, which is, you know, mm. a mm-hmm. more liberal version of the Daily and also doesn't have Michael Barbaro. <laughs> oh, what yeah. is it called? What is it called again? What a Day. <laughs> okay. I'm it's great. It. So, so now they have a constant host who is a white guy, but lovely what young white jewish guy from new york so there's a minority and then they have a um a black non-binary person and a indian american woman and i'm not sure i think the other one is a white yeah woman i'm adding this right now yeah it's good it's more sense of humor in 20 minutes and i usually listen to it in the morning while i'm eating and if i don't for some reason then i never pick it up during the day it's like (laughs) yeah and then like a week later it's done, right? Like, it's already too late, yeah. right? If it's a daily. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Up first, at one and a half to 2x speed is my shower show. I put it on right as I'm getting in the shower, and that's how I also know that my morning shower is six, seven minutes. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's like a 13-minute show cut in half um, with smart speed or whatever. And I, I just hit play as I'm hopping in the shower to get ready for work. That's a nice routine. Yeah, Conan has two shows a week. It's not a yeah. daily thing at all. But my God, I love his podcast. He should have stopped I... doing the TV thing a long time ago and just got on with the podcast because it's yeah. great. I think it's because of you that I listen to Conan now, and I listen pretty regularly. I tend to skip the mailbag voicemail episodes if I'm backed up. But there I aren't oh, any I rarely voicemail skip episodes. Hmm? What are you talking about? He, the ones of his that aren't interview shows. They're all interview shows. It's just once a week he interviews a celebrity and the other uh, one he interviews a regular person. What's what I mean? I don't care about regular people. Oh, I, I, those are better. Oh, my God. They're so interesting. When it's a celebrity, they hit almost every podcast, right? Yep. And they say the same thing because they are trying to, like... They're promoting Whatever. something. Right. Promote, yeah. yeah. Yep. I guess that part doesn't bother me because I don't listen to any other shows where those people appear usually. So we listened to the Cecily Strong episode on our, our drive to the lake, um, and she has written a book um, about her cousins, uh, her cousin dying of cancer. So it's not like a funny haha <laughs> book, but the interview was great. And of mm-hmm. course, when two funny people are talking to each other, it's it's hilarious. It was a really the, good show. The next week was he had Michael Keaton on. Michael Keaton said this was mm. only the sev- the second podcast he'd ever been on. It oh, was a wow. great interview. Uh-huh. You know, you forget for a guy that started out with stuff like Beetlejuice, it's been so long that he did has done comic roles that I forget how fucking funny He's Michael so Keaton great. is. Yeah. So I listened to both of those. They were both great. And the only other place I've seen Cecily Strong pop up in my feed is actually Livewire, which I rarely actually listen to, but I just keep it there in case there's somebody who I want to hear as a guest. Mm-hmm. So I did not listen to that one because I'd already gotten my Cecily Strong fix. Um, is anyone keeping in touch with Jen? 
Don't you remember Hillary said that after they had the ice storm in February, Jason mm-hmm. contacted Reach, her yeah, through to see Instagram. if they were okay, and Jen was wanting to know if there was anything that they could do to help. God, what a nosy so asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they moved to the middle of nowhere. Just mind your own business and stay out there. Now, I... Uh, I bought some leftover TBTL note cards from Jen a couple of years ago and meant to send her one back as a note and just never did it. So I failed at staying in touch with Jen. I email, like, whenever there's um, big Prince Harry news, I always, like, because we had that little (laughs) royal connection. Like, when they got married, I sent them um, the mug that they made, like, from England Mm. with their pictures. It's so weird that they do those kind of things, but... Um, yeah. My parents had uh, Charles and Di. They had a plate and they have a couple of mugs. I think my mom still has them. I wonder if those I are worth anything. Imagine. We did a, a, my new job has a monthly virtual trivia. And um, oh, excuse me, what what's it called? It's called a fermentation seminar. Thank you very much. Bunch of nerds. Or, or, or queen. <laughs> and, I have a. You've reminded me that I have a Barack Obama plate that's actually right here in the office. I'll... <laughs> that sounds great. I want to see a picture of that. Well, okay. one of the questions, there was a pop culture uh, section, and one of them was, what is Harry and Meghan's baby's name? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> I did not win. I knew that one, too. I knew it, too, because it's what my brother's <laughs> dog was named. Really? Yeah, their dog's named Archie. Oh, I thought it meant little bit. The I did, one. yeah, the girl. Oh, well, isn't that good? Get another dog. I don't know. Yep. I don't know anything. <laughs> I got the question wrong, so I'm uh, clearly not. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just put a picture of this plate in Slack, and I used to have this plate on, you know, proudly on display, <laughs> and I I had a. Um, a girlfriend who said that this was ridiculous and I should put it away. That relationship didn't last very long, but I will say that many, many years later, we happened to just uh, stumble, stumble across paths and we were catching up. And she just said to me at one point, by the way, I'm sorry. I told you I didn't like that plate. I regret (laughs) telling you. (laughs) So you look so young. The American flag and the fireworks going off in the background is a it's tad so much. much. A bit much. Yeah. He also looks like he's wearing a lot of makeup. Like his eyebrows are done and he's yeah, wearing it's eyeliner. Like a, <laughs> the wax statue. He's got a nice nude lipstick He couldn't on. sit for this, so they just sent him to Madame Tussauds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can tell how quickly they made this plate because on the back it says the electoral votes totals as of November 4th. Oh, and they're wow. still undetermined 27. <laughs> But they were wow. just so eager to get the plate into production or yeah. whatever. Yep. I should find so, a new place for this. So is there like a a place in a developing country that has a whole load of... Who did he beat? John McCain plates. John McCain plates? Probably. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Is that a <laughs> dinner plate or a salad plate? It's a dinner plate, right? It's definitely a display plate. In fact, I believe it specifically says not for food use. I, was about I know, say, but I mean, size-wise. Size-wise. Size size wise. Size wise. Uh, yeah, it's probably a little small for a dinner plate. Maybe yeah, that's a what I was thinking. For a salad plate. It's a salad, salad plate. Uh, Hillary's not here to make fun of me for my pronunciation of salad. Anyway, this wasn't an AMA question about our favorite plates, so we should probably move on. I don't see uh, why it couldn't be. <laughs> to <a> listener, Jack... <laughs> Uh, who writes, 
what did you learn in first grade that you still use today? My teacher, Miss Mickelson, or as I said it with my missing baby teeth, Miss Mickelson, <laughs> taught me to think and to use all of the construction paper when cutting three circles for a snow person. I like the non-gendered Gender snow neutral. person. Love it. Many of the kids started by cutting the large circle out of the center of the paper and then asking for another piece for the other circles. You can't believe how many of my coworkers today start to cut a circle out of the center of a piece of plywood. What? That's when I stop them and regale them in the stories of my youth. I think I learned this lesson cutting biscuits or cookies mm. out of a sheet of dough. Yeah. Right? You gotta, it's got to be and economical. J- Jack, uh, Jack sent along a convenient graphic of this to make it very clear what he was talking about <laughs> with the circles. Uh, what's your first grade wisdom? And do you have something? Were you able to find something? I don't know. I was hoping that something one of you said would spark my memories. All I was thinking about with uh, Jack's story was I saw the same type of thing go on later in life in my retail days when I would um, have newer employees start doing displays. And I remember distinctly uh, having somebody put a line of pottery into an area and you could do it if you did it right, but it was a tight squeeze. And I saw her start with all the small pieces and put them in. And I was like, Oh no, oh no, that's, that's not going to work. You can slot small pieces in, but you can't slot big pieces in. And I thought about telling her and saying, stop, stop. And I thought, you know what? Sometimes you got to let people Mm -hmm. make the mistake. Teach them to fish. Yep. And know why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that the, people uh, don't know that. Isn't this the rocks, pebbles, sand, and water thing? Where you I don't know what you're talking about. You fill a big bucket. Oh, or... that old thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's what? it's the thing where you fill a giant right. clear bucket with rocks, and you say, "Is it full?" And everyone says, "Yes." And then you dump some pebbles in, and yes. they fit around. Mm-hmm. And then oh. you dump some sand in, and then you say, "Is it full?" And then you dump a bunch of water in, and say. You know, it's about prioritizing your whatever. This is new for you Such all. This is this is lesson. like a thing. Bobby, Bobby learned that. that lesson the day he went to the Cab Calloway concert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't know it's an old thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, that old thing. Uh, yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> that old chestnut. No. It makes sense. I get what you're saying. I mean, I just yes. never have seen it before. Mm-hmm. I've got oh. a couple. Um, okay. And your plate thing reminded me of that is about when I learned when you're lighting candles on a birthday cake, you start in the back and move forward. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you burn Get your burned. arm. Yep. <laughs> um, but the, the, the one that I really was thinking of is um, I had a really wonderful teacher in first grade named Mrs. Leek, and um, I went to a, uh, a Montessori school, and the thing that they did uh, for, for kids of that age was like come up with a weekly plan so every Monday we would sit down with our teacher and, and like go over what we wanted to accomplish um, and what they wanted us to accomplish. And then we were given the week to do it um, and we could kind of pace ourselves and figure it out on our own. And to this day, like not humble brag, I'm really good at prioritizing my time. I'm really I'm not a procrastinator. I always get my work done on time. Um, I don't miss deadlines and I chalk it up to the very early lesson from first grade. Maybe that's, that's where I got it, because I also went to Montessori school at that age. But I just don't remember much about it. I remember making a lot of potholders on a potholder, making oh, yeah, frame yeah, yeah. 
one of the so they there were a lot of they they emphasize uh, using materials over like dittos and stuff and one of the the ones that sticks out from maybe preschool for me um is you took tweezers and then you had a a tub stopper upside down that had like all those little suction cups on it um yes i remember this yes and you put you take the tweezers and you put little beads on each one of those little suction cups you remember that it was like a coordination and i loved that it was so fun wow Montessori memories. <laughs> is, is that Chris, a new segment? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I also but that remember... self-directed learning, I think, is a really good... Well, it was good for some kids. It wasn't good for my brother. He right. was hiding in the bathroom crying because he didn't know what to do. Um, so he ended up going to Catholic school, even though we're not Catholic. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's just another... Um example of how you need different types of schooling for different types yeah. of people. Yeah, especially for neurodiverse kids that would yep. be yes. hell for some of them. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Yep. And some people need structure and some people don't and mm-hmm. So, Christy, first grade? Um, my first grade teacher was evil. Her name was Mrs. Kokenduffer. Oh, and no, one- Mrs. what now? Kokenduffer. Well, Mrs. I'd that be was Kokenduffer. Really hard to spell <laughs> because you had to put your name grade and your teacher on every paper um and one time i don't even remember what i did but she was punishing probably talking i was probably talking to neighboring students because i always got that on my report card and she had me go into her closet because um i our school was built i mean it was very old in omaha and it had like coat closets like old traditional coat closets and then every teacher had like a supply room and she told me to go in there and then kept me in there and then forgot to tell me to come out. Oh, Christy. So I stayed in there all day. And then um, she came and figured it out and then was like so nice because she knew she could get in so much oh, trouble, I think. Like, don't Please tell don't tell your, your parents. parents. <laughs> right. And then she like wrote like a nice letter home about how great I was <laughs> and how like a star student. And um, so I would say I learned a healthy distrust of adults. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I learned that later than first grade, but it is quite a shock when mm-hmm. you realize that adults have no yeah. idea what they're doing yeah mm-hmm. i i mean i still have that like i thought adults would know more mm-hmm. we weren't safe like we felt nope. safe no. we were not safe they're dummies i mean we're dummies right no yeah. one knows what they're doing yeah. <laughs> first grade is when i learned that the world is full of vigilantes and that nothing is fair and this is a very specific story. Holy shit, Bobby. It was recess. <laughs> and we were playing a game on sort of the uh, jungle gym thing. You know, it sort of has multiple levels and the slide and the ladder and, you know, one of those multi things. And we were taking turns playing, um, I don't know, bureaucrat. Like, I don't know what the game was, but like we were regulating people going down the slides. So, like you go and now you can go and now you can go. And we're all just sort of screwing around. And there was a kid, it was my turn to tell people when to go. I don't know. Like I said, I don't remember the crux of what the game was. I just remember that's what I was doing. And this kid wanted to get on the slide and it wasn't their turn yet. And so 
fell down to the ground on this thing and bit me on the ankle Whoa. because I wouldn't let them go immediately. <laughs> Jesus. That's and, what Bear does when he's mad at me. Right? And it was like a skin break bite. Like, of course, it Whoa. was 1992 or whatever, so nobody cared. But uh, it hurt. And we both got a lot of attention for this and got dragged into a classroom to get yelled at or something. And the kid who bit me got off with no punishment. And I got in trouble for not letting the kid go down the slide. Mm. And that was the moment when I realized some things just aren't fair. Yeah. So there you go. First grade. Thanks for bringing so it up, in, Jack. In, in first grade, you were the recess monitor? <laughs> Well, this is 45. The thing. Yeah. We were all playing these different things. Like, it was just my turn to do that. Like, I don't remember what the game was, but I'm nearly certain I wasn't just generally being a dick. Like, I think we were, mm -hmm. like, like, this playing... was part of a, a broader game of some kind or whatever like, we'd come up with. You were playing Traffic Cop. Yeah. Or... Yeah, we played games mm -hmm. like that. Like, take turns yeah. being in charge or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was stupid. It was, it was you know, pointless and and, you know, mostly harmless. Until this kid decided to bite me on the ankle. So. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, that's yeah. all part of, like, social development right. games and mm -hmm. stuff. I guess it's better that you found out sooner rather than later. Yeah, exactly. I should have kicked him in the face. Because now I know that... You, you got know, in the same amount of trouble. Exactly. Ugh. That reminds me of my snowball story that I think I've told on the show before. And briefly, a kid... I think this was first grade, second grade. A kid threw a snowball at me. I got mad and I threw it back, which was a very um, aggressive move for me because I was like a, a shy kind of passive kid. And uh, he went and told on me and I got a conduct report and he did not. Yep. Stop hollering at <laughs> me. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. My mom was proud of me for that one. I was just, I thought my life was over, but she was like, Wait, way to stand up for yourself. Good job. I was like, yeah, oh, I, this is on my permanent record forever, so I guess my life's over, yeah. but I'm glad ah, you're not mad, I guess. I'm never getting a job. I'm yeah. too bad I can't go to college. college. Yeah. Oh, no, I had an image of myself in black and white stripes. <laughs> Breaking uh, rocks. Yep. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple more questions here uh, from the Wise Holmes household, the next couple. Christy, do you want to do yours? Oh, sure. So I have been thinking about... In a world in which we do have universal health care, or this is fiction, I know, and that there's <laughs> a universal basic income. So if you if you could do any job where you already got medical insurance and it didn't matter, and you maybe got, let's say, $50,000 a year, what job would you do? I have an answer for this. Okay. This is something that I have thought about a lot. And it wouldn't be um, creating value for somebody else. I would have a um, cat rescue. And Aww, fun. Um, probably, you know, like, does it, do, do any of you know who Kitten Lady is? Mm -mm. Um, her name is Hannah. It's not you. She lives in, <laughs> believe it or not, no. <laughs> she lives in San Diego or something now. I forget exactly where. Southern California somewhere. Um and she and her husband have a neonatal kitten rescue in their house. And and I think if I, I don't know if I would want to do this in my house, maybe an outbuilding or a separate something because gross. But mm -hmm. also like if you're raising tiny little neonates, you need to be there around the clock. So practicality aside, that's that's probably what I would do. 
That's a great answer. I would like to have like a like a barn for, you know, like a huge, you know, indoor outdoor area for like, you know, old cats at shelters who no one's going to adopt and sick, you know, three legged cats and stuff like that. Like all the misfits and rejects. Sam has evolved from sending me cats at shelters to sending me news stories about the cats that get rescued from bad homes. Mm. <laughs> she's really putting she's on the to heat. <laughs> I told her we can get another cat. I, I'm great with it. I'm ready. I'm very much ready. Uh, but it's got to be her. She's got to lead it because it's going to live with her. You're yeah, barely there. She's the right, stable exactly. one. <laughs> she, oh, she's definitely the stable one. That's a good way to put it. I do have a plant at the Albany apartment. That's my biggest uh, success story. So Thanks. Gotta start somewhere. Um, and if money and insurance were no matter, hmm. well, I have to say that the only good part of getting my master's degree was being a teaching assistant, and I really thrived on that. After I figured out the part that the professors were useless and weren't going to give me any direction <laughs> mm-hmm. on what they wanted me to do and how they wanted me to uh, be with the students. And I said, fuck it. I'm just going to teach my own class on my day of the things that I think are important to know. And that if I was testing what I would test on and I got so much personal satisfaction from helping people to understand something that they didn't think that they could understand. And the best feelings. So like the first I guess it's a recitation section was, you know, whatever the Thursday, it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And then the Thursday recitation that the teaching assistant teaches. And the first class is always full because everyone's got to come and see what the deal is and do they take attendance and (laughs) what's all of that stuff. And then like, I I don't give a shit about that. You're an adult. You're paying for this. If you want to come, come. If you don't want to come, don't come. Uh, And then the next class would be have like six people in it. And that would ride until they had the first test. Mm-hmm. And then there would be like 25 people in the next <laughs> class as they got their grades back and went, oh, shit. And then uh, there would be more people every week would come in as they realized that there was value to be had from coming to my class. And when I had office hours, I walked in once and it was totally full wow. in my office of people sitting around. They held the public office hours and I think it was like an old chemistry lab or something they're like workbenches and whatever and it was completely full of people all the whole time and it's such personal gratification to be gotten from that like I'm not the greatest statistician in the world but I can teach it and so I think that if Christie's conditions were what I was working with I would probably want to teach college level statistics and it's not nice. something that I can do now because I don't have a PhD and I don't want a PhD. And you don't you know, want to be an adjunct either. I don't want to be an adjunct. <laughs> There's no, I mean, you know, if I was married or with a long term partner or somebody who had a stable job with health insurance, then maybe I could explore something like that. But, you know, it's being such a, a single deal. person, no, yeah. no. It, it wouldn't, the, the love of teaching and doing it would not be enough to uh, balance out the, financial precariousness that would come along with a job like that but isn't that i mean that's fucked up that that that's what you have to do for something that you love you would have to like have a partner that has the things yep 
Yep. But well, in well, this I, fictional world, then money is an issue, right? Like, then right. we all right. have health insurance and right. can afford mm-hmm. to yeah. live I've, and eat. I've thought for a long time that the way that universities are organized, the whole issue of tenure is... I mean, I understand. I like the idea of tenure for academic freedom, but the whole... Most professors see their research and their publishing as their primary job, and at least in statistics and math. I don't know, Meredith, what your experience was, but my professors seem to think of the teaching part of the job as something that had to be done and accomplished so that they could get back to what they really cared about. There were some very good teachers um, who really seemed to enjoy it, and they used to be practicing statisticians, and they they preferred to teach. Yeah. Um, and th- those were really excellent professors. Yep. The academic, there is a point at which it all becomes so um, second nature to them that they forget how to explain it. Yes. To people who don't understand, <laughs> you know, so like, how does somebody who has a PhD in statistics and is publishing a research, how, how, how do they explain a standard deviation to them? It's so basic. Yeah, like how could just you having, not understand it? Yeah, having a PhD in statistics has nothing to do with knowing how to teach. Nope. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nope. nothing, nothing. So, in fact, the, I would say these skill sets do not overlap very much. Nope, nope, nope. So, finding a good teacher is a, yep. is a really valuable. Thing, I feel really bad or for for undergrad students because they're paying all this money and they're not getting good teaching. Mm-hmm. Unless they happen to have a spectacular teaching assistant like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a mix of good and bad TAs in the English department. Most of my TAs were really mediocre because they were simply stuck in a really shitty job with really low pay trying to work on their, their you know, master's or PhD theses. And they wanted very little to do with teaching. My music TAs were usually really great because they enjoyed the performative aspects of interacting with a group of undergrads. Um, and I'm just picturing you spinning a chair around backwards and giving it to them straight <laughs> on the first day. Changing their Hello, lives. kids. <laughs> oh, I had... So one time I was writing on the whiteboard and the marker was running out. And so I was hunting, you know, as happens in every classroom all throughout the world, I was hunting for a marker that actually, a dry erase marker that actually worked. Mm-hmm. And I happened to find a new one. And I was like, "Woo! this is, this is a hot one. I'm going to get high off of these marker fumes. And I was writing on the board and I said, and I can hear all of you thinking that she's never been high in her life. <laughs> and they laughed and I said, that's right, because I'm a sensible person. I don't get high. I don't have unsafe sex. I don't do drugs. I... And then I turned around and I was writing at the boarding end and I said, now you're thinking, I can't believe she just said that in class. I can't believe I just said that in class. <laughs> you should be a teacher. I had more good times. On Halloween, I brought them nerds for their <laughs> treat. Nerds. What else They're are you going to bring to a stat class? Mm-hmm. So have you ever thought of doing high school or you just don't? You like no, because I'm not older. interested in the discipline issues that go with high school. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I hated all the people I went to high school yeah. with. You and know? everybody in high school hates their stats class. I loved it, yep. but um, it seems to be like the one that fills people with the most doom. Yeah, and sometimes people have said to me, well, you could just teach the advanced classes. You know, you don't just get to teach the advanced classes. You teach nope. the people who are not math inclined as well. And frankly... 
the math smart kids are fucking horrible people <laughs> a lot of the time. I would take a dumb person over a mean smart person oh, any absolutely. day of the week. Not Some only of, are they mean, but their parents suck. Yep. I and I remember when I was a junior, so I was in pre-calculus, we had a student teacher uh, who was just the loveliest, you know, so he's 22 years old and he was like, I don't know if he was from farm country or something. He had like white, white blonde hair and a round face and he was so sweet and so earnest. And those kids ate him alive. They oh, were sword. so manipulative and so, you know, and pretending they were being nice when they were really being nasty. And I was like, can we just stop it? I I just like to learn math now and not have all this bullshit going on so i don't want to deal with that i'm not interested in people's shitty kids yeah i once helped break a high school chorus teacher i completely understand i i don't entirely regret it because she was not good but um yeah you know kids are terrible and and that was like a couple of kids set their mind to driving this teacher out and over two years accomplished that goal um but uh you know, even just passive shittiness is more than enough to ruin a day. I love the college approach. I taught um, basic journalism when I was the editor of the school paper at UB, and uh, I ran the same way, you know, and you were talking about. It. I just told them, show up if you want to show up, don't if you don't, but I'm just going to fail you. Yeah. And You're paying. You know, it's your money. You're your right. parents' money. I don't exactly. give a shit. You can't do that in high school. Nope. Right. Yeah. Um, We were at a baseball game last night i was in albany with my team and some of my other colleagues and we all went to a frontier league local baseball game and at one point i turned to them and said if money was no object i didn't even know this question was coming so if money was no object i would just work for a minor league baseball team i think i would enjoy it so much to oh do you'd that be kind so of, good at it bobby mm-hmm. that kind of marketing hammy you know shtick it was irish night last night and i went over and introduced myself to the marketing team for the baseball team and one of their staffers was just literally dressed like a leprechaun through the entire conversation. I was just, (laughs) (laughs) and I just looked at him and I said, I just came over to introduce myself and to tell you that I appreciated your dedication to the bit. And he just started laughing. And like, I I love that kind of environment so much, but I, I think the other answer for me, I've got a good friend who works in the same business. I do. He's the manager of another ensemble. Um, We are so, exhausted seeing incredible musicians and composers who just don't know how to present themselves. They have shitty websites, their bios are a mess. They don't correspond well. Um, They go to conservatory and they learn how to be great artists, but they don't learn the first thing about like managing themselves, even at Mm -hmm. a basic level. And we've always said that if we had the time and luxury or we could make enough money doing it, we would just build a curriculum, like a two day, seminar project where it's just like here's how to have your shit together so that when you get out of school you can actually work and be productive and get work so that you can do what you're built to do which is make music and we would just go on tour and we would just do it you know we'd go to every city and just stop do the seminar at the ramada by the airport next to every conservatory town all around the country and just just do what we can to foster this growth so that these people don't burn out and give up and get out of the field because they can't find work And um, I've always thought that I would actually be really good at HR for that reason. Like, I actually enjoy trying to help people figure out their shit and where their strengths are. And I'm pretty blunt with people, even if I think they're not maybe right for the job they're in. I'll just tell them, you know, you should consider other things. Uh, I I would do that full time. 
sort of like a mentoring, nurturing thing for musicians and composers. If I could just, uh, you know, afford to not eat. <laughs> Would you do um, <laughs> private clients too? Like the people that go to people's houses and like organize all their shit? Well, I, that's more, I mean, there's a different level of messy with that. And Christy can probably speak to that too as a, as a mm-hmm. veteran EA, like it, that's, it's another level. Like I want to come in and make, this is going back to the teaching people to fish instead of fishing for them thing. Like I want to come in and give some strategic improvement points to people, but I don't know that I want like a long-term thing. Cause that's, They're that's not necessarily not... long-term. I don't yeah, think maybe. they could just hire you to come in or for like a two weeks or whatever. And you would revamp their website and help them get better headshots and yeah, all that, that would, stuff. That could be Marketing cool. Yeah. Stuff. And it's, this is a service that's specifically tailored to people who have no money. Yeah. Musicians coming out of conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think something like that could work too. Just something where I'm doing that. Although, again, I could take minor league baseball marketing director, which is one of the few jobs I love that pays less than the job I currently have. <laughs> so, But in my scenario, you already get $50,000 just for living. Right. So... Yeah. It wouldn't matter. Right. So, yeah, I guess I would do one of those things. That's a good answer. What would you do, Christy? Um, I have changed my mind even over this conversation. Um, as soon as Meredith said, well, I don't want to be making money for someone else. I was like, oh, man, that's a really good answer and a, um, a good point. So, I don't know. I think I would want to, like, oh, although I hate these people, like, do something where I can read and watch shows and watch movies and I don't know about reviewing them but like something along that line or punching things up oh yeah mm. like a showrunner or like a writer's room I don't know if I would be any good at it but it seems like really fun oh I bet you would be yeah I could see that that sounds like fun what kind of um tv shows would you want to work on if you were in a writer's room oh gosh probably comedy there's just more room. And like I can watch a show and just know that the writer's room is probably really fun. Mm. Yeah. Let's well, all okay. sit and think about our our lives that don't measure up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we so, have to make money. <laughs> right. No, I think instead of that, because that would be a very sad and long podcast. Mm-hmm. And I want to leave your question in reserve because I need to think about that one. Okay. So I think that we should just put that on the short list yeah. for another episode because that that's, could be a whole that could be a whole show. That could yeah. be a whole therapy session. It could. Yeah. I just and put it on there in case we went short. <laughs> we should shotgun through Jeremy's questions. Um, just uh, rapid fire. Gosh. Does anyone have a car for sale under a thousand dollars east of St. Louis? Sure, nope. someone does. Right. None of I think us that's do. Putting a call out to anyone who does. <laughs> yeah, okay. He so. he wants to do the East Coast, but he wants to like buy a car like he a... did when he did in Detroit. Oh, how we remember. I, I have a question. Does Jeremy know that you can just rent cars? <laughs> yes. But that, and they have that's things more like than air conditioning and yeah. right. they the work doors lock and <laughs> okay. they have just an intact steering me, column. I know. And if I were to do something like this, because East Coast road trip would be something definitely on my bucket list that I've wanted to do, I would demand we get 
a rental car. Yes. Yeah. Because of those reasons. <laughs> uh, next question from Jeremy. Anyone hiring? Hey, Someone. it's a job seekers market, I hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Go uh, on LinkedIn, man. I got people bugging me still every single day. <laughs> I think part of his thing is he wants to figure out what he wants to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am actually hiring. We're, we're interviewing for a development and marketing assistant at work. Uh, Jeremy, it pays $28,000 a year, and you'd have to live in Albany. Oh. So, those things. <laughs> throw that out there. That's actually, it's not a terrible starting wage for Albany. It's not great. I wish it was more. I wish my entire team was making more. It's a long-term challenge. So, Jeremy, that's the answer. Yes, I am hiring. But yeah, you don't want the job. Uh, if you had a different podcast, what would it be about? That's a tough one. Yeah, that know. one we might have to put a pin in. Mm-hmm. Sports, maybe? I mean, we couldn't decide on a theme for this podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's why it we has just went everything. With everything. <laughs> Though, honestly, it had a nice ring to it when we hit it. Yeah. Uh, which host has the sexiest spouse? Obviously, Bobby. Colleen. Oh yeah, Colleen Duh. has handsome Steve. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Colleen's <laughs> a host. Answer. No. She's on Mom's on the Pod. Yeah, yeah right. Um, that's fair. Jeremy's answer was Dave. So, he he so has Hillary. it all. He's the He's whole package, is what she butt. said. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Dave is king of the elevens. To take it back to yeah. TTL, yeah. <laughs> unquestioned, undeniably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was going to say you, Christy, until you told us that Jeremy shaved something, and now he accidentally. <laughs> shaved his face while we were in Palm Springs and he's ruined everything. How, do How does accidentally... one accident? Thank you, Meredith. Thank <laughs> you. So he had some like long stragglers. So he was cutting them with like just scissors he found in my dad's like medicine cabinet. Oh, no. And he took a big chunk oh. out. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I just have to, <laughs> you can't no. have that. God. Yeah. And then it's he just used those so scissors weird. On meat and then he put them right back into the sewing kit. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I don't think I can answer the last one, which is if you could be another host, who would it be? Meredith. Ira Glass. What? I'm okay, <laughs> Meredith. I think Meredith's cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'd be in. Meredith is cool. Meredith and she does weed. Does weed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some. T- I, I think I go through every single person it just depends yeah, on the day sure. but a lot of times and because you have like you can have a quiet life yeah and it's a very peaceful life when you put something down it's there when you come back that's true yeah it's also cleaned up mm-hmm. after you're done and it stays that yeah. way <laughs> bobby no offense but your life sounds so chaotic to me i think i would yeah, be pretty it's miserable too much it's nothing against you i just that is oh, not it's, the life for me it's specifically right now ridiculous yeah. i completely understand that of course i was also flying twice a week before this so i guess it's been ridiculous for a while but well you kind of thrive on hustle yeah. and bustle a yeah. little bit yeah. but i mean when you were doing your job and your hosting gig and your trivia yeah you stuff, have I mean, lots of you always have a fire. lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. it seems to be the sure. way you like it let's be honest we'd all be hillary because then we would get dave right <laughs> yeah. I mean the pool like when I see her at the pool oh, yeah, with too. the wine yeah. she gets to day drink at right. the pool so yeah. we don't and speaking of you know we're recording at happy hour on Friday so that's why Hillary's not here yeah <laughs> we're I all forget sober. where she is this time but cabin uh, with Galveston some... yeah Gal- Galveston. Galveston they do that yeah. big trip yeah. every right. year with her f- yeah. college right. friends so we decided to let her go have fun and not bring yeah. her recording stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> to a communal yeah. house yeah she, where so they she, maybe don't have wi-fi that right. yeah, <laughs> takes so yeah. She, she is drunk right now 
Oh, I'm trying yeah. to see that's for the for best. Her. I don't I think it's the Absolutely. beginning of Labor Day weekend. I don't blame her. Why not? At all. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Uh, and with that uh, question of the week, uh, we were gonna play this one uh, close, but I mean, I think Christie's question is the one we I should so ask too. everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. So, uh, what job would you do if you had dollar signs and access to insurance? Uh, and uh, didn't need a job to do those things. Right. I guess so. If if the real world was no object, mm-hmm. what would yeah. you have ended up doing? Or if with you your lived life? in one of those like European countries that do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were Finnish, what mm-hmm. job would you have? <laughs> All right. Uh, Christy, you want to bounce it right back to me for Tishi Recommend? Sure. Bobby, it looks like you have something <laughs> you'd like to recommend today. <laughs> Uh, we were camping last weekend and I finally pulled a book off the shelf and read it all basically in one day because it's a short and easy book. It's not an easy read because it's a gut-wrenching read. I'm the last person on earth to read it and that was ta Coates' Between the World and Me. Oh, you're not the last person. I haven't read it yet. Um, I'll mail you my copy if you want to read a hard copy version of it. Okay. Um, it's um, – so it's it's the – uh, 2015 book where he writes it's all a letter to his son his teenage black son about the world that they live in and the distance between the the American dream of what it's supposed to be and what it really is it's uh, gutting <laughs> it is brutal and he is such a good writer yeah it's great and I think to myself as I'm starting it, cause it literally starts with the opening of a letter. I think, well, that's a trope. Like just to get into the book, I didn't realize, no, really the whole thing is a letter mm-hmm. and it yeah. is coherent and well-organized. And at the end of it, it feels like it was a letter. It's just 150 pages long and, uh, 176, according to the page I have pulled up here actually. And, uh, it's just, um, I mean, it wasn't a happy light read for vacation weekend, but I'm still really glad I read it. So yeah. six years late, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Between the World and Me, go oh, go no. buy it from an independent bookseller and read it. Mobby, is this a book that's going to make me a better person? Remember, we have rules against that on this well, podcast. Well, but this isn't, this isn't book club. Not for book club. True. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Which we no. got to do another book club book soon. Yeah, we do. Hollywood Homicide 2. Between nope. the world and me, I already Vito. saw it. I already Vito. read it. Oh right, right. Excuse me, Hollywood Homicide Three. Between the world and me. Yeah, yeah. Christy, uh, oh wait, who put the next? This I mean, is I th- Meredith. Oh yeah. good, Meredith. Um, yeah, I'd like to recommend uh, McSweeney's article called "Oh my fucking god, get the fucking vaccine already, you fucking fucks," by Wendy <laughs> Millennium. I This is a standout, even by McSweeney standards. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. My favorite thing, let me just read you a little excerpt, um, third paragraph. The vaccine also doesn't have a fucking 5G chip in it. What the fuck do you think a fucking 5G chip is, fuck nuts? You think it's like some invisible nanotechnology they can suspend in a liquid and then just put it in your fucking blood and then it, what exactly, fucking floats around in your body going on Instagram and telling the government you went to the grocery store? No one fucking cares where you go, you absolute fucking fuck barf. <laughs> fuck off with that. <laughs> fuck. I need to send this to my mother, yeah. my QAnon mother, but I don't actually want to talk to her. So, Well, it, it yeah. ends with like, look, if somebody sent this to you, it means that there's like one person in the world who still wants you to live. So 
you know, take yeah. it as <laughs> take it as a compliment. Mm. <laughs> so we'll link to that. It's it's a good read and uh, it's very cathartic. Just puts into words what I've been feeling lately. Yep. Nice. But so many swears. My I goodness. love it. <laughs> We've already <laughs> decided that I'm you know I'm not a good person. So. <sighs> Wait, when did we decide that? With the drugs. But you're going to well, have a cat rescue. I am. True. You oh, also threw that out. snowball. That was on your permanent record. Right, so it is. I mean, a nice, yeah, you're I'm a bully. A, I'm a criminal. Yeah. Right. I am in jail. Yep. Well, if you've learned one thing from this podcast, that Meredith's <laughs> a bad person. <laughs> yep. Uh, and with that, you should get involved with the show. I'm picturing Guys, Anne really sitting backwards should. in her chair and and Meredith walking in in her leather jacket. I'm going to get through to you if it's the last thing I do. Sure you are, Teach. I'm going to get you out of the barrio and <laughs> save you from that life of crime. <laughs> oh, all right, we need to stop. Too late. <laughs> I am Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. I'm going to be in the Coolio video. <laughs> That is a bad video, by the way. It I really saw it again so recently. It is so of its time. It's like, ooh. Yeah. But she's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, get involved <laughs> before you go down the bad path like Meredith. Yep. <laughs> at com, you can send us your thoughts at throwyourphone.com or join our Facebook group, which, of course, is just the show has everything. Right? I have a bookmarked. I don't know what our group's called. Uh, where you can answer the question of the week once we get that up. Uh, the show Twitter is at Tishi Show. And you can email us at any time at Tishi at 10710.com. You should see how fast we start talking about your emails once they come in. Inevitably. It's like gossip. Some, somebody in our chat is like, ooh, did you listen to what Anne Louise sent us? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, or you can send us a voice memo like Anne Louise did and put it in the body of your email and you basically can fax... we're saying to just be like Anne Louise yeah. be like Anne Louise yeah and you can fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513 thanks everybody for joining us on this Friday evening happy hour and that was everything that you wanted to know about us You know that it would be untrue You know that I would be a liar If I was to say to you Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire Set the night on fire